0: it is, the crisp sound of a CR-125, courtesy of our buddy Darren Durham. Unfortunately, he's not on this podcast, but maybe in the near future. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and thank you for checking out another episode on the Burb Pod Network. Absolutely love checking out these episodes. Hopefully, you're checking out the entire archive, digging deep and binging on all of the amazing podcasts that we have to offer, whether it's Winner's Take Y'all, the Squad Pod, or the Grom Report. Every once in a while, I like to have on some individuals that don't really fit in any of those categories, and this one certainly fits that bill. Check out this episode, enjoy it, and let us know what you think on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, heck, you can even find us on TikTok. Anyway, let's get to the episode. Colt 45, and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. You know what? I should call Colt. One sec here. Yep. Cole, what's going on, dude? Like, dude, we, we got to talk some Supercross. You down? I'm down. Let's do it, man. Dude, absolutely. Welcome to a Verb Moto broadcast. They're not podcasts, they're broadcasts. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I'm into it. Yeah, no, we're trying to do something a little bit different, although this is going to end up on the Verb Pod Network, so maybe we kind of like blur some lines there, but uh welcome to the show, man. Uh, glad to have you on.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's gonna be uh, nice to nice to join in here and get some talking. I haven't uh, haven't spoke to you in a while, so it's always good to hear from you,
0: dude. It's been too long. It feels like you've been on like nine teams since the last time we chatted. So yeah, we definitely have to kind of go through the weeds a little bit. Uh, your your feet have not been planted firmly on the ground in in quite some time. So tell me about it. Like like you're 2023. How to roll down. We just finished w- WSX is just in the rear view mirror. Um, but now just in the not so distant future, we're going to have Anaheim 1, something you're, uh, you're very familiar with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we, uh, just finished up the, the WSX pretty, you know, happy in a way to be done just so I can, I can focus on the task at hand and, you know, my next two years and get, uh, get some more seat time on the beta. It's been, um, good you know in the the seat time i have gotten i just haven't feel like i haven't got enough so um it'll be nice to actually you know plant my feet down here and um get some good laps in you know get my good training in with will and, and all the guys and uh yeah i actually feel like i have some solid footing for a little bit would be nice instead of having to switch back and forth between bikes and travel and you know stuff like that it makes it uh makes it difficult sometimes you know i mean i'm not the only one in those shoes but uh the travel definitely can take it out of you and put you behind schedule a little bit. So it's nice to, uh, to be moving forward beta only for, you know, the next few years, at least.
0: That is awesome, dude. Yeah. Are are is there any chance that we see you racing in those other series like WSX on beta, or is it going to be, uh, American stuff only?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't have any plans as of now, uh, to do that, but I'm, you know, I'm not ruling that out. That could be something, um, that happens later on. I, I know the the Rick Ware guys uh, had spoken to me a little bit, you know, about next year and stuff, but it's all pretty pretty vague. Um, you know, we, we don't really know anything about what's what's happening next year. We're kind of focusing on the stuff we got going on here, and you know, my my priority and my obligations are with Beta here in the U.S. Uh, to race Supercross for sure, and so a few outdoors in the SMX series. You know, so that's kind of more or less in their hands than than mine at this point. But uh, definitely focusing on that and uh, trying to move forward with what we got scheduled sick
0: so you were able to participate in the 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 smx portion of uh the smx championship correct uh
1: yeah yeah i mean we luckily rick was um you know let me do that he was kind of like hey if you can figure it out like you can go and at first he was maybe wanting to take a few of us, you know, that are, that are on the program already, uh, for the world supercross. And with some of those races getting canceled, it was like, all right, well, I have the time now. I want to figure out a way that I can make this work. And I had to go do, you know, an outdoor at least to, to solidify myself. And then, uh, after that, it was like, all right, well, you know, if I can solidify myself then we'll make it happen one way or another. And, um, you know, ended up, piecing together my own program you know with help from the mad parts guys and uh yeah luckily rick was just cool enough with with letting me do that you know because i was contracted to just race wsx with him um so it was kind of a interesting situation i had a lot of moving parts and a lot of different stuff and you know sponsors to try and make happy and um just a bunch of bunch of stuff going on honestly it was a little bit of a logistical nightmare at times but uh we ended up making it work, and. Finished pretty well in that series was able to make some good money and uh made it made it worth it for me to go
0: yeah you got yourself a race win um before we talk about that uh, catching that w um what what, what i'm sure you, your mechanic got to it before you did uh but what was the status of your uh your kawasaki 450 um when you got to abu dhabi on a bike that was in singapore maybe at port for like five weeks
1: yeah it was kind of interesting to just set for so long luckily yeah, for, for on me, mechanic mechanic
0: in the off season
1: <laughs> yeah he uh yeah he covered the bases really well so whenever we got there you know he did everything really proper he drained everything that needed to be drained and had the bike pretty dialed so that if it did sit for a while it was going to be okay luckily and uh it was. I mean, it showed up, fired off right when we wanted it to, and, you know, we, we didn't really have any issues bike-wise, which was nice. It was more just issues with, with me. Like I said, I hadn't rode in about, I don't know, a little over three weeks before we got to Abu Dhabi. So showing up, I was like, man, I have no idea how this is going to go. I didn't even know if I'd be able to, to ride, to be honest. And mm-hmm. we showed up and made it uh, made it work a, a little bit. You know, I felt extremely rusty, weird. Uh, the, the whole nine yards, I ended up crashing on the first main, and tweaked up my ankle a little bit and we were done for the evening anyway. So it, uh, that part sucked, but you know, to go all the way over there and to not even finish the race was a a real bummer for me. I was very disappointed in that, but, uh, yeah, it was all good, man. The bike, the
0: bike held up, everything was dialed and, uh,
1: we were, we were good to go.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, it seems like you, uh, were, were ending that on a good foot. Um, and that creates some momentum. Like, at the very least, over this offseason that has been busy for you, you're going to roll into Anaheim 1 in six weeks with some serious gate drops, with some serious contenders, uh, especially when you got the likes of Vince Freeze screaming across the middle of the first corner, uh, where everyone's hair just stands on end. Um, but <laughs> that, that's, that's a good feather in your cap, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that was the whole idea, you know, was to just be like, Hey, let's, you know, the more gate drops I can get after missing a full season and, and 22, I, I thought the better. And that's why I took all the opportunities I could to go race. You know, SMX was something that I didn't have to do. And logistically at first didn't really make sense to do. Cause you know, I was spending, like I said, a lot of my own money, time, effort and putting on my team manager hat and, trying to make all that work and you know i'm the one that pieced that whole thing together with with help of some really good people but uh that was literally the whole idea was let's just go get gate drops you know i need to ride race against the best guys in the business and uh now looking up it's kind of funny because you know i raced last weekend and you know by the time we roll up to anaheim it's not really going to be that much time so like you said, it's it's good to have some gate drops. It's a nice feather in the cap, something I haven't really had in a in a long time. So I'm excited, man. We just need to get some more time on this new beta and uh, put down some laps. And after that, I'll, I'll feel pretty solid about it.
0: So how are you feeling on the beta? Uh, this is obviously their first year full-time in Supercross here in, in North America, a bike that um, – Carlin Gardner has been able to have his hands on for quite some time. Um, someone you're probably very familiar with throughout your racing career. Uh, how, how integral has his sort of contributions been shaking down the bike, getting it to a spot where you then can, uh, can make some adjustments, do some testing and ultimately get really comfortable on this ga- on the, uh, on this bike.
1: Yeah, I was, I was surprised, honestly. Um, at, I guess just where the bike was when it got put into my hands, really. Um, and I think a lot of that is, you know, just the development they've had. And I know Carlin's played a role in that for sure. And, you know, I, I didn't really know Carlin w- when he was a racer. Um, I knew of him, but I didn't know him, you know. And then uh, getting to know him now has been has been pretty cool. And uh, him, his brother, you know, his dad, um, a lot of these guys have been out at the track a little bit with us when we've been riding. And um, it's just cool, man. They got a really good thing going up there in Paso. And it's been a fun, uh, a fun journey so far with, with all these guys. Like, they've been pretty – pretty damn cool to be honest with you. So, um, it's just been, it's been really fun. And I I think his role was a lot bigger than people even think like he's, he's done a really good job. And, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people would have necessarily pegged him before as a guy that could do some of the stuff that he's done. And he's kind of taken the reins and ran with it. And like I said, just done a, a really, really good job, um, from top to bottom with the whole team when it comes to the bike. And then now his, his role as team manager, he's really had to step up and, um, dude, I, I really think that him, myself, you know, everybody involved in this team could surprise some people and, uh, and go off and do some really good things. Just, like I said, once I first hopped on the bike, I was like, wow, like this thing does a lot of stuff that I really like. Um, a lot of stuff that is polar opposite to where I have been. Um, just seemed like it suited me really well. You know, like I, I felt comfortable. I didn't feel so tense on it all the time and. Um, felt like I got some of my confidence back riding it and, you know, it, it's a work in progress, you know, with, with a new bike, cause we have zero data. We have zero anything, you know, like on star, I was there for so many years and, you know, we can go back to the notes each weekend if we're struggling and say, Hey, last year at, at a two, you know, this is what we did and this helped. And, you know, maybe we can go back this direction and the bikes, you know, somewhat similar. So it's easy to do that here. We have nothing. So it's like, we have no idea, you know. Even when we're setting sag, I'm like, "Hey, where do we set this stuff?" And Bryce, the suspicion guy's like, "Yeah, I mean, where do you want to set it?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like, that's where we start. It's kind of funny. We, we, yeah, yeah, we just have zero, zero data. So wh- wherever we want, we're, we're strictly going off feel. If it feels good, that's where we're starting. If not, then we move it until we find that needle where it's uh, where it feels comfortable and good. And that's kind of what we've been working with, which honestly is is cool. You know, not a whole lot of teams do that they kind of try to put you in a box sometimes and for us we we don't have a box right now it's pretty wide open so um eventually we'll get there but for now that's kind of what we're going off of and it's been a pretty cool experiment and like I said I've trying to use my years of knowledge and being on all these teams and doing all this stuff and knowing what I like and don't like it to my advantage so it's been good I'm happy with uh with where we are
0: Certainly, dude. Like honestly, like it's kind of a double edged sword because if if you go on a team that has a lot of research on a bike, they might be able to say like, no, you might want it this way. But we had this other rider who said it's way better this way or everyone we've talked to is said like this is the way to set it up. This is almost like this is a, a blank slate. This is an open canvas for you to to really shape a motorcycle to do the things that you want it to do. Um, Without any, like, like, honestly, I think, like, the, the guys who are tuning the bikes over at, uh, at beta are gonna sort of take your word as the gospel as far as where to go with it because they don't have any sort of, like, uh, contrarian advice saying, nope, this would be a better way to go. So I think that's a huge, uh, feather in your pocket because, yeah, like, there's a lot of teams that have gone in the past where, uh, they just haven't been as open to hearing those types of things or, or making the changes.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting because, I mean, for, for me working at, you know, with, with the boys at Honda last year was uh, was shout such an Shane incredible Drew. experience. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, shout out to Shane Drew. And he was kind of like one of the main guys that was like, dude, this bike, we've, you know, we've been with this similar to this chassis engine package, suspension package for a long time. And this is this bike works the best in this realm, you know, like somewhere in this realm is where it's the best, you know, mm-hmm. give or take a little bit here, a little bit there, but this is where this bike is going to operate at its maximum. And for me, it was really tough because I hadn't rode a Honda, you know, like the Honda I rode for a few months, my first year. Yeah. My first year coming in was nothing anywhere close to a factory Honda. So, um, you know, my experience wasn't really there and I didn't ride that way. Like it didn't, I never felt comfortable enough because I wasn't used to setting up a bike that way riding it that way I mean people think I'm crazy you know when when I say things like that but it's just it's all a feel that's all you're ever searching for and I never could get that feel that I wanted that was in that realm where that bike needed to be but in that realm if you could ride it that way it is one of the you know most awesome bikes out there obviously you see Jet and Hunter and chase and all these guys make it look like it is the best thing there because that bike's incredible but for me it was hard to get into that realm of where it worked good to where I felt comfortable doing it like that just because I'm not used to riding the bike that way so for me hopping on this thing it was like okay this suits the way that I like to set up the bike and the way I like to ride the bike so that was like A really cool feeling, so I'm just like, wow! Like I hop on it and it does some of the things that I like, and it has some of the characteristics that I like, and so it made it just really nice. And uh, it's kind of cool too because me and Benny are kind of so polar opposites, you know, because he's such a big ass dude that it's kind of hard to like. It's hard to just be like, hey, my setup's gonna work for you, but in, in these early means that we've been going through, what's been good for me is good for Benny. And I'm trying to fight to get what's going to help both of us, you know, because I'm like this brand and us as teammates and stuff like that, like the better he does, the better we look, the better I do, the better beta looks. So, um, you know, our setups aren't going to be the same. They're not going to be anywhere close just because of how his size and, you know, my size are drastically different. But, um, if I can help in some sort of ways and give some advice and, things like that, you know, he doesn't have as near as much, um, testing experience as I do. And, you know, just learning what things are and what parts do what and stuff like that, I think is, uh, where I've been able to benefit him quite a bit, but yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been cool. It's it's a really cool position to be in, to feel like I can kind of steer the ship on how this thing goes. And, um, you know, the direction I want to take the bike, there is no resistance towards it. It's just like, Hey, if it feels good and that's the direction you want to go, then, Let's try and go that way as far as we can go until it's not good. Then we'll go back a little bit, you know, so it's been it's been really, really cool to uh, to be in this position and, you know, to to be doing what we've been doing so far. It's been a been a cool improvement and we've been on a slow, steady uh, improvement train, you know, since I got on the bike. So we're, we're still moving forward.
0: Certainly. And color me surprised if your results throughout the season just don't continuously grow and, and kind of crescendo throughout the entire SMX championship because you'll get more and more accustomed to the bike, not only in Supercross, but in motocross as well, where you've had a lot of standout rides. Um I talked to uh Benny Bloss prior to this his interviews actually going to go after yours um but uh I, I also mentioned to him that I don't think that Colt Nichols like if for some reason that um Benny Bloss like, yeah, like kind of sprains a wrist or has the flu the day of the poster shoot I don't think that Colt can put on your jersey first of all it would be a dress um and and like kind of like do like model as Benny Bloss for the day. Uh, even like riding the, uh, the 44 machine, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know not, that that's going to happen. Not gonna... at No, I, I know that there's been some stuff in the past. I know Oldenburg <laughs> didn't do his poster shoot one time. I don't know if anyone's ever stood in for you. Uh, but I don't think you can stand it, stand in for Benny. In fact, I don't think anyone can.
1: No, I mean, I, I literally don't think any the giraffe. I mean, oh, yeah, if kid for having to do that, then he's, uh, He's he's going to have to do a, you know, beside the bike shoot, no action shots whatsoever. I just don't think that's going to be in his wheelhouse if he, if something happens to happen, that's for sure.
0: No, yeah, we got a local kid, Matthew Stokes, got to be six foot six. I feel bad for him because he's like just a, the giraffe. He's like, 18 years old and like i there's no possible way he can look cool on a dirt bike just cuz he's he's just all arms and legs but uh like <laughs> the, the cool thing about you and Benny though is like I, for as as long, far as i know you guys are buds like you've been around each other at robbies and in in that sort of sort of that realm for quite some time yes no
1: Oh yeah yeah i mean i've known Benny for years i mean we got to know each other like you said back at robbies and he was just a young dumb ass kid when I first met him, you know, not, not much has changed to be honest, but he, it.
2: uh
1: yeah. I mean, dude, I've, I've known Benny, his whole family for years, like his, his mom, Don, his dad, Jeff, like they're just, they're, they're super good people. You know, they're, they're from Midwest like me, you know, they're, they're Missouri guys. And, uh, me being from Oklahoma, like it was, you know, we were evident and bound to ran to each other every now and then. And then with him coming to Robbie's I got to really see, you know, that whole family and Benny himself and, uh, no, that was. It's been cool, man. Because I, like I said, I've just known them for for so long that I know I know how Benny is. You know, like I know how he is as a person, how he is as a racer. You know, how he is off the track. It's just kind of funny, you know, to to have our worlds collide like this. Like I never thought I'd be teammates with Benny mm-hmm. in any circumstance. You know, and then now here we are. It's just kind of funny, but um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like I, you just never know and never think that you're. Paths are gonna cross like that, and they have, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's funny, but it'll be cool. It'll be a good like camaraderie around the, around the truck. My parents and his parents get along, you know, stuff like that. Like it's, uh, it, it'll be cool. Be a, be a good good few years for us.
0: That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned uh, your parents because I I heard a story <coughs> from when Brett Q from your Crossland days of the fact that, like they could get the jerseys figured out, but they could not get the pants figured out. And apparently, uh, either your mom or you went out to like a lo like it was like right before the first round, I think it was either Austin or somewhere in Texas and they bought a pair of Troy Lee pants and like just seam rippered the, the logos off of them. And you had like one pair of pants for like four rounds until you (laughs) broke your leg.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could not get those damn ride three six five pants figured out at all, and uh, I I don't even know if we had them to be honest. I don't think we had them, them. and they were they were that. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Like I'm pretty sure you had the jersey, but we had no pants, and they literally went and got some black TLD pants, and then we ripped the TLD logos off, and uh, that's what I ran. I'm pretty sure for around at least one, two, maybe even three, we just had a white set and a black set. Yeah, with a uh, with a Mitch Max jersey, and that's that's what I ran. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny, dude. Like I, I couldn't believe now looking back some of the stuff and how it worked, and it's just, dude, it's so funny looking back on some of that stuff. But yeah, that that's what I wore for my Supercross debut was a pair of pants that we got from some random dealership close to Dallas. It was just, uh yeah, kind of wild to be honest with you, but funny looking back now, we can look back and laugh. Oh yeah, like, wow, that was. Kind of a shit show. But <laughs> at the time, I was stressed. I was like, dude, I don't even have any pants to wear. But it was uh, no, it was funny looking back now.
0: Humble beginnings for a guy who would then go on to ride for uh, some factory teams, including HRC. That's pretty cool, man. Um, goals for this year. Obviously, um, like you kind of have to kind of – take it as it goes as far as getting used to the more cycle and see where you sort in um mm-hmm. you were my pick for supercross rookie of the year rolling into the season i think you were the most impressive rookie um for the supercross season and uh yeah i think it's just like continue some of that momentum uh as well as like getting to getting to learn the more cycle um along the way
1: Yeah. I mean, for us, it's interesting because it's, it's tough to have goals when we've never put um, any of it to the test really in a way, you know, like personally, I know where I want to be and, you know, it's kind of similar somewhat to to last season. I I feel like we, we need to start by, you know, trying to be inside the top 10 each weekend and it's a really competitive field, like we say every year, but uh, it, it is, I mean, it really is a lot of, a lot of really good talented guys and, um, a lot of guys that are experienced, a lot of guys that are new and you you never know where you're going to fit. But for me, I I feel like to, to start inside the top 10 with this bike, with this team, with everything that's going on, you know, with, with my circumstances, then I think it'd be a good start for us. And then, um, just to see where we can go. Like, I, I really, really hope we're in a spot, you know, come March, April, where we're surprising a lot of people. And, you know, this, this bike is looking a lot better than people think it is or would and um that's solely my goal you know is is to, to to feel like i can go out there and put my best foot forward and each weekend feel like we're improving you know because we're, we're going to get we're going to get stuck in a rut at some point you know we're going to struggle at some races and that's that's evident you know like i i'm aware of that I, i'm old enough now that i'm not so naive to think that everything's always smooth sailing because it's not um and i think the team knows that too you know so we're going to embrace it you know, welcome it with open arms and say, all right, we might struggle this weekend, but we're going to get back on the horse and try it again next weekend. But, um, goals is, is just to build, you know, I, with, with the team, with the bike, um, uh, myself each weekend, I, I feel like just an experience alone from being in the 450 class last year, that's going to help me pretty dramatically just on what to expect. And, you know, that eight to 12, um, you know, races eight to 12 grind in the middle of the season is, is tough. And, um, getting through those good and still staying positive and you know having having a good outlook on the whole situation's been going to be really huge for us and uh, we'll be good man I I think we'll we'll surprise some people by the time it's said and done
0: certainly I think that maybe that uh, that question's maybe one that I need to pose to you after rounds three four and five of so when you actually know what you have because like how do you have a goal. Of with something that you're not entirely sure of even like what, what it is what we're working with uh, as far as like the race package and what that looks like and um, I think that's sort of when you'll start to set your sights on, on uh, just like things to achieve throughout the year
1: yeah I mean definitely we, we're going to reevaluate like we do every year you know you go through the first bit and you have your goals as a whole and then once you kind of get going you reevaluate and you you know you uh, not change your goals but you kind of hone in and you know, get more specific with them as you, as you go through weekend to weekend. And that's certainly what we're going to do again um, this year. But the the big goal is, is it, it'll be the same. You know, I know where I want to be. I know where I think I'm capable of. And, you know, even having a good, good race at the last WSX race. Like I, I, I know where I think I can be at as a racer, regardless of, you know, the situation or what bike I'm on, you know, I've rode three different bikes this year. So, been a little all over the place and I was able to find a little bit of success at one point or another on each one so I, I expect this to be no different and whether it takes longer or shorter, that's up for debate but um, I'll, we, we will figure it out eventually and you know we'll, we'll get to where we want to be there's no doubt about it.
0: Love it, my friend. Uh, you yourself as well as, uh, Justin Bogle. Thick as thieves, you guys are. Uh, how much riding do you think the two of you guys will do together leading into the, uh, the upcoming season? And, uh, I don't know, you don't have to be his reporter, but, uh, what, what's, uh, what's Justin got in the, in the works, uh, coming into this new season? Uh, he was, he was on as, about as many different bikes as you were this last year.
1: Yeah, he was a little all over the place too, for sure. Just with plans changing and stuff going on, and his schedule was a little all over the place too. But yeah. uh, no, Dustin, I, I'm hoping we can get some more riding in before the season. He's got some pretty exciting stuff in the works for him that I'm I'm pretty pumped for him. Um, I won't announce that to the Star world class. yet. I'll, I'll let him do it. But uh, <laughs> but he's he's got some exciting stuff going, and I, I hope it really works for him. And he can you know get a little settled with something and feel like he can um, you know, have something steady, you know, moving for him, um, with the uncertainty of a few things that was going on last year, I think was tough for him. So,
0: um,
1: but I, I'm hoping he rides with me quite a bit, you know, the days that he hasn't been able to ride, uh, whether he didn't have a bike or something going on, he's actually still been coming to the track with me and helping me with some stuff. And, um, you know, I'm at the point now in our lives where it's not so competitive between us, Mm Mm-hmm and honestly that that's taken 30 years to happen Amazing. um because we've we've been racing each other every weekend since we could race and there was always that little bit there where we just wanted to beat each other so bad that it made it tough you know at times like luckily okay. it never it never you know got in between our friendship at all cuz we were always it was always so much bigger than that for us Um, but now we've finally, I think fully put the swords aside and he's literally like, I just want to help you. Like, I know he's made mistakes throughout his career and done things that he wish he could take back and, you know, learned a lot. And, you know, I'm trying to soak up as much from him as I can. And he's one of the few guys that can watch me on the bike and very strategically tell me what I'm doing wrong and how to help. And now I'm at a point where I'll actually listen before it was tougher for me to take a lot of what he said and solely feel like I could feel like I could apply it cuz it was almost like my dad telling me I was just like shut up you know what i mean but um i'm at a point now where it's dude it's it's awesome having him at the track he's been honestly a pretty big help on on the times that he's got to come with me and um you know really help me and help critique a few little things i'm doing and improve and on the 450 class that's like a big Big, big deal, you know, having the right form, right technique and in the right spots where you need it. So he's been, uh, he's been crucial in the program. That's
2: for sure.
0: Awesome, dude. Glad, glad to hear that relationship, uh, is only continue, continuing to, uh, grow stronger. Uh, Colt Nichols, the last person that beat Chet, Jet Lawrence in a championship. How's that sound?
1: It's, uh, <laughs> insane, dude. That kid is something else, man. He has been, uh, Wow! Yeah, he. There's not a whole lot you can really say other than just wow. You know, like completely has exceeded. I think everybody's
2: probably his own expectations. Um, I don't. I don't
0: think you'd be lying lying through his teeth at you if you said, "Hey, Jet Lawrence in 2019. Do you think you're going to go perfect in the on your first 450 season and basically be like the face of motocross in four years?"
1: Yeah, I mean, I. It's tough to say because honestly, for him. He might've, I mean, just in the, I don't (laughs) mean that because he's like arrogant or anything like that. I just mean that dude, he has so much confidence in uh, his ability and he's so, he's so much more of a fierce competitor than I think people even really give him credit for. Like Mm -hmm. he, he just loves to compete. I mean, like he's a very, very good competitor. I mean, even back when I raced him in 21 and we went head to head a few times and You know, we're going back, bouncing back and forth like that race at Indy three, where I crashed off the start, I was so much faster than he was, but yet he held me off for, you know, damn near that whole moto until Mm -hmm. the next to last or last lap. And, um, he's just a competitor. He just competes and he doesn't care if he's supposed to be in the front or not. And. Whether he was 16 or you know now he's I don't even know how old he is now 19 20 whatever 20 dominating the field it's just uh, dude it's been incredible to watch like seeing how much better that whole family you know if you would have said the same thing about Hunter and whenever the COVID year was happening in 2020 you know he was struggling to make the main and to see his progression and how dominant he was last year in that 250 class was. That was almost more astonishing than anything. I was just right. like, holy hell, dude. Like, that is crazy to see the improvement that this guy has had and how easy he made it look and how hard it used to look for him. was like, wow. You know, like, this dude has improved. Like, his improvement is just kind of remarkable, honestly. Like, Jet, it was different because when you saw him, it was always uh, like you knew. You know, you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. this kid's got something. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's something. And then with, with Hunter, like, his improvement you know, like i said it's just been it's it's incredible to watch and that whole family is doing something right and you know to be around them last year as much as i was being on honda i was just blown away kind of from top to bottom like the dad darren is is such a good guy and he's got so much knowledge and really steers his kids in the right direction on and off the track and uh dude he was he was really cool to learn from i learned a lot from darren and that whole family it was they were cool to be around
0: no doubt, man. Well, um, thank you for making some time for us here on a Friday, the first day of December. We will connect with you. Uh, f- uh, probably have you on the podcast in uh, early January once you got a few races under your belt on uh, on the brand new machine. But uh, we wish you all the best during the holiday season. Put your nose down, ass up, getting uh, those laps in, uh, getting acclimated to the new bike, and uh, yeah, just all the best to you, man. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, thanks, Brad. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate the time, and yeah, uh,
0: yeah, we'll talk soon. Awesome, dude. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast's sake, we'll cut things off right there. And that is how I finish off a podcast without the guest hanging up on me and me having to call them back afterwards to debrief. Anyway, let's move on to Colt's teammate, Big Benny Loss. With me on the line, very special guest and once a Horizon Award winner, the tallest guy in North American motocross, probably the tallest guy in motocross, period. Big Benny Bloss. How's it going, buddy?
2: Oh, doing good. How you doing?
0: Not doing too bad, man. We're counting down the days. Anaheim won. Every time we go into the offseason, you're like, oh, Supercross isn't forever. And then all of a sudden, it's knocking on the door. It's going to be team shoots. It's going to be all that fun stuff. You're going to go down to uh, Anaheim Stadium and do all the press and whatnot. You're going to have to deal with uh, guys like me asking you for
2: interviews, just like this one right now. I'm excited for it. I think I think all that prep stuff is next week. And then we have our team shoot the next couple of days after that. Just me excited and ready to go race. Uh,
0: speaking of team suits, we talked about this off air. Is there anybody in motocross that could possibly stand in for you at a team shoot? Like, um, that would be as tall and lanky as you, because yeah, there isn't like, it's not like you're an inch or two taller than most guys that you race against. Um, like most of them would be asking you to get stuff off the top shelf at a grocery store.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really, I can't really think of anyone like riding wise that I know that would be good for that. Uh, my mechanic's pretty tall. He's probably do like the still shot, but I've never seen him ride. So I don't know, you know, I don't know how comfortable he would be with hitting supercross triple
0: yeah no like uh that might not be his forte uh tuning a bike to be able to hit that super cross triple uh <laughs> might be a little bit more up his alley but uh this is a brand new year for you brand new team, some stability and a two year deal with beta um obviously, like the fans there's a lot of question marks as to whether or not uh the bike will be up to snuff. the team's up to snuff this that and the other thing. Um, but honestly, I I think you guys have a great group of people behind the team. Uh, like awesome people have been put in place, um, with, uh, is it Carlin Gardner, your team manager? Correct. So he, he has a, a ton of experience running his own program, obviously, um, like, working in the industry, uh, it it's doesn't take much to find out that, uh yeah, working in it is very difficult. He has experience in that, uh, as do you, uh, coordinating sponsorships, uh, as well as just the logistics of all that stuff. So, uh, a lot of experience there. And you yourself, not new to Supercross. If I'm not mistaken, you've been, uh, you turned pro
2: 2018? Uh, 16. 16. Year. Dude, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a minute. And for my whole career, I've only done seven two hundred and fifty supercrosses.
0: Yes, I was. I believe so I was there at the last one.
2: So the rest has all been four hundred and fifty. So
0: four hundred and fifty life. Uh, yeah, long long gone are the days of the blue buffalo uh, Slater skins Yamaha.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that would have been my rookie year. Yeah, I didn't was... actually race that bike.
0: Did you not race that bike?
2: No. So no, like, I split with the team three days Tuesday before the first race. Oh, fantastic!
0: So you, you like there? There's probably some photos out there of you with uh, the the Dumbo ears uh, on the uh, the front. That must have been weird to ride with.
2: Yeah, I mean it was interesting. It's just like big hand guards, I guess. But yeah, fair enough. I uh, I only I rode with it probably once, maybe twice. So I like it. So
0: t- take me through being approached by Beta. When does this originally get on your radar? Um, what kind of convincing was necessary for you to uh, basically put your eggs in this basket? And also, how much fun were those two-strokes? Because, dude, those things, like, you it, that thing sounded fun of you on it.
2: Yeah, dude, those two-strokes were so much fun. That was, they sent me two 300s um, for summertime, and so that's all I had to ride, and once I was, like, healthy and good to go again, I started riding those things and was just having an absolute blast. Um, it had been since 2012, since I would ridden a two-stroke. So, um bit of a change. Kind of had to relearn how to ride, but uh, it was awesome. Had a blast, and now we're on the 450, which is awesome. But, uh, no, so I had heard that Carlin was going to be, like, the team manager and running the beta thing. And originally I thought they were going to race this last year in Supercross, And then it heard that they weren't. So then I, I didn't really know him at all. And I didn't really have any friends that were like friends with him. Um, and I was like, man, I should follow him on Instagram. Just, you know, that way, if he follows me back, you know, I can interact with some of his stuff, like his posts. And then it's like, there's kind of a relationship there. Just like, i start. Right. And so I followed him on Instagram. He followed me back and like maybe like a month later he DM'd me and he was like, Hey, can you send me your email? And so we emailed back and forth for a little bit to just kind of ask him what my plans were for the future, like what they were, what I was going to do for the summer. And I was on a pretty loose program at that time um, as to like what I was going to do. So I had made, we'd made plans to, for me to come out and test the bike and like I had a flight and everything and all like the only conversations we had really had were, do you want to come out and try the bike and tell us what you think? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so like we had a flight and I crashed it in Nashville and broke my collarbone, which was like, Not ruined ideal. It, ruined it. Yeah. yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't end up coming when I was supposed to. And he was just like, you know, when you're healthy again, let me know, and we can have you come out, and I had not, like, I got surgery and everything, and then I just, we hadn't spoke in, since then, and CDR had contacted me about doing World Supercross, so I was like, okay, I'll do World Supercross, and I'll ride the American Outdoors, at all the other rounds, and I fully agreed to the World Supercross thing, and then, Beta hits me up on, like, it was like, so I think Carlin had texted me, like, super late Saturday night, and I texted him back, and he didn't respond, and he texted me at, like, 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, and, it, like, I woke up to this text, and it said, would you back out of World Supercross for a two-year deal with us? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah. How quickly but, can I say, like, you just give it like, a, you just like heart. Just like, instead of like replying, you just go heart on the, like the reaction to the message.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm Thumbs like, out. yes, absolutely. It just like, depends on what the contract says. And uh, like at the time it's six o'clock in the morning on Sunday, my wife's asleep next to me. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just like,
2: I wake her up and she's like, let me go back to bed. Like we can talk about this when, when sleep has been had so, yeah yeah and i'm like you know like i don't know how long he's gonna have this out there for you know like i'm trying to get this done like right now yeah it's so, like we talked throughout that day back and forth a bunch and it was like that night i was like how soon can you get me a contract because it's done he hasn't sent me anything yet and uh, he was like well like would you sign a contract without riding the bike and i was like yes absolutely and had a contract the next day, signed it. Um, I think maybe a week, two weeks later, I came out and rode the bike and was really happy with it. And then rode the two strokes all summer, and here we are now. So how far has the bike that you're
0: currently riding And I messaged you yesterday. I said, "How?" I just wanted straight up, how's the bike? And you came back with, it's unreal. Um, a guy who's ridden... Uh, a factory back KTM, some really, really well appointed bikes over your time uh, as a professional. For you to have that feedback, uh, not only would it have had to been a good platform to start off with, um, you must have been, you, you must have been able to sort of develop what you're feeling so far. Um, like how, how far has the bike came since the first time you threw a leg over it and where was it at when you got it?
2: Yeah. So like that very first time that I had rode it, um, which was like June. Um, I really liked the chassis and suspension feel, but I felt like the engine was kind of slow. And that was just like the most base thing that they had. They were like, this is not what you'll race. This isn't even like the production version is way better than that one as well. So, um, that was kind of my only thing, but it was like the starting point was so good. And then I came out here and I think October 3rd was my first day riding the bike on supercross and like completely new engine and it was like from lap one i was like okay we got something here like this is the engine is really strong the suspension works great the chassis works great we've got good guys around the team that are willing to do whatever it takes it's it's been really nice the off season has been great so far as well and just getting the suspension better and better and better and you know very minimal issues it's just been it's been really good
0: that's solid. What does, what does the bike do well, and where can you improve it?
2: Yeah, it's tough. It, it, uh, it's, it's really tough, especially coming from last year. I had been on a situation where I did zero days of testing, like mm-hmm. didn't test a single minute, whereas now it's like if I want to test tomorrow, I can call, and we're going to go test tomorrow. Um, it really doesn't do anything bad is the best part like it's very very stable which that was one thing i didn't like about previous steel frame bikes that i had ridden was they weren't quite as stable as this and this is just super stable it does everything that i want it to really in the rhythm sections It corners well it hits the whoops phenomenal and just I think right now the biggest thing that I'm working on is just trying to get myself better, but the bike has been great.
0: Certainly. So for yourself, like it's it's been a couple of years since you've been able to make a full Supercross effort uh, with with especially with backing of this sort. Um, yeah, how long has it taken, or, or are you even at that point in your preparation where you've actually hit your stride, where you're asking everything uh, that you can of the motorcycle?
2: Yeah. So basically it was like the first month we took trying to get my base to a decent spot and then also trying to get the bike really comfortable where I can have a whole month to just not even really have to worry about the bike. Um, So we did that, got really comfortable, got to a really happy place with the bike and everything. And then I've been doing a ridiculous amount of laps every week for the last four weeks this is my last like big full week um and not really worrying about speed all that much just worrying about trying to get my fitness where it needs to be um but I honestly feel better I know it's like the classic thing to say but right now it's probably the best that I've felt in my career as far as fitness goes and just bike feel as well so we're gonna start really focusing on speed here in the next Two weeks up until Anaheim, and just excited to see see where I'm at once I start riding with other people.
0: Fair enough. How much of that feeling is attributed to the fact that right now you probably have uh, the highest level of support and and things that you're beck and call than you have in say probably the last like eighteen to twenty four months uh, of just like just. Knowing in your heart, I got a two year deal. I got good people around me. I got a good bike and we're going to move forward rather than, um, the last couple of years when you've had like privateer efforts, things are a little bit more in limbo. Like there's, there's a lot less certainty. Um, I think there's a lot uh, to be said for, for knowing that, um, you, you've just got that stability. Um, like I I think that's huge.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's like the security of a two year deal is just so nice compared to any of my previous situations just to know we do have it's not just the one and done um and it's nice like carlin comes to the track every single day my mechanics of the track every single day we've got carlin's brother does all the track work and he's there a lot and suspension guy bryce he's there anytime we need him it's just it's nice to have like like I said, that ability to – if I need to test tomorrow, they're like, okay, let's do it. You know, it's it's just – it makes it a lot easier for me to be able to do my job when everybody else is also putting in that same amount of effort.
0: That's solid, dude. Uh, h- how much of a feather in the cap is having Carlin the fact that he – like. It- Like for all intents and purposes, yeah, it should still be racing. Like, is he still in racing shape? And the fact that you can, you can communicate with things with him that maybe you wouldn't be able to with someone who either raced in a different era or didn't race at the same level.
2: Yeah. It's super nice. Especially like he, he did a lot, like the majority of the testing on this bike before we got here.
0: Okay. That's huge for the
2: last two years. So he knows the bike really well and he knows the tracks really well. And like you said, like he's a racer, he's especially he, he raced two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, so he really understands everything that we're going through and talking about, which is,
0: I mean, it makes it
2: a heck of a lot easier, that's for sure. I love it.
0: Awesome, dude. Well, I know you've got a, a meeting coming up uh, with the team, so I'll, I'll let you get to that. But I wanted to sort of touch base and see where you were at with the training and, and the bike. It sounds like you're in a good spot. Uh, what are your goals for this upcoming year? Like, where, like, Honestly, heart of, heart of hearts, where do you feel like you're going to be able to uh, fit in uh, amongst the current crop? Yeah,
2: it's tough to say where top I feel five. like I'm going to be. I would like to be top ten. You and Jen, season? just nose-to-nose uh, nose for this championship, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm a little more realistic than that, um, but no, I'm, I feel like my abilities and where I'm at right now, like, I feel like there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to be top 10 every weekend, so that's kind of the goal that I'm going off of. I'm back working with Millsaps, which I'm a really big fan of his program, and just Really happy with how I'm feeling so far and man, I'm just excited to go racing. I got my uh my gear for media day next week. Got my new FXR gear, ride home good. at Oakley Goggles, new boots, everything's just like when you get that whole new setup it's just like, Oh man, I wanna go race. New everything's gear so day. clean. Yeah.
0: New bike day, new gear day. Uh, what what's what's the head to toe like? What what kind of helmet are we, are we running? Like six D helmet? What, what helmet are we running? No, there? no,
2: no, no. So we're back with. I was able to keep all my same like personal sponsors uh-huh. from last year. So I'm Arai helmet. Yes. Oakley goggles. FXR gear. Uh, Pod knee braces and Alpine Star boots. Baron, are we doing mostly
0: like red, white, and blue looks? Or are they going to have you in that like black and gold stuff? Like, of all the FXR stuff, that white, black, and gold is maybe like the most chef's kiss. Like, it, I think it looks great on everything.
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I have boots that match it as well. Um, I don't know what I'll be in. I would imagine probably a lot of red, white, and blue. Um, it's really kind of up to the FXR guys though. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Trust- that they'll uh have me looking good carson just dressing you up i think ah, i can't really say i'm gonna have one so one race i'm gonna have some custom gear but i pushed for when i did my deal with fxr so i'm excited to i'll have a full kit head to toe that'll be custom and a little different so i'm excited about that that's for sure
0: that's sick. I gotta send you some pictures cause I, I actually ran FXR way, way back in the day, like, like mid 2000s. And I know there's gonna be, there's, there's a retro race and I'm wondering if FXR has the cojones to roll out like retro FXR stuff cause they had some interesting looks in the early days. Um, <laughs> let's just say they've improved drastically. Like the gear has always been good, uh, but yeah, on the design side of things, they've really turned a page. So uh, I'm interested to see if they like it, like do a little throwback to some of those old looks.
2: Yeah, I think they have like some retro gear. Oh, okay, year. I'm not positive on that, but I don't know. I big fan of their gear quality wise and the look wise. I feel like the gear this year looks really really good. So oh hell yeah. What uh, what what did you wear growing up? Like what? Like you were a fly guy when you first. I was a fly guy for a long time. I yes, kind of wore a good mixture. Everything fly, Thor, wore Fox a little bit, but FXR now, and that's all that matters.
0: There you go. Now we're on it, dude. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making time for us here on the podcast. Uh, Verb Motos, uh, we're, we're a podcast conglomerate, apparently. We've, that's what we've been labeled, uh, <laughs> over at, uh, a, a different website, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna wear that with pride.
2: Love it. Thanks for having me on.
0: Always a pleasure. We'll catch up later on in the
2: season. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: There it is. The 2024 Factory Beta, Supercross team. Colt Nichols, Benny Bloss. How will they do? Only time will tell. Either way, both of them, awesome interviews. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Remember, you can log in code VERBMOTO at AmpBikes.com and and, and save yourself $250. And oh, by the way, you can also enter VERB20 at Guts Racing. Save yourself 20%. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Catch you at the next one.